0: Everybody, we back r2c2 another week what's good bro
1: i'm concerned about you because uh y- you need a rest don't you
0: man i'm worn out bro i'm so tired and then i think i'm getting sick too so oh yeah not helping man
1: oh i uh i have my house has been the infirmary over the basically the entire winter with uh, man. like it's been crazy and then uh Evie and Andrea just had COVID and like Did Andrea, you catch COVID through that or no? I didn't, but I think that and I was testing every day and everything. You had, but just, you had just had it though. Exactly. So I think I was kind of protected, you know, knock on wood, uh, because of just having it. So I didn't I didn't end up getting it. Um and the like first night Evie had it, I was like, she had to sleep on me, you know, and like she's like, It's funny, there was one time where she was just like <sighs> breathing on me like that and like, <laughs> like i wasn't wearing a mask or anything and i was like well but i didn't get it thank god and then i did mask the rest of the time with them just because i had a bunch of games coming up and i was like ah just in case i think i'll probably be fine but just in case but dude andrea got crushed by it like really ab- absolutely crushed man like 103 mm. and a half fever multiple days like oh yeah, like I'm hoping, brutal. I'm hoping this
0: is not that, you know. I'm yeah, I'm knock just, on wood. Just need Ugh. a little rest and a couple of days. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm out of town this weekend.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh, man. Where do you go now?
0: We go uh, – Little Seed's first weekend is this weekend. They play against Miami of Ohio. So we're going to the first, I think, game or two, and then we're going to the Bahamas for a little bit.
1: Nice, man. Very nice. Couldn't do a Bahamar yeah. stop? Yep, yep. Nice. That's you know, my favorite place. I know, man. I gotta. I'm trying to get there uh, with Andrea at some point, man. It's it's so nice, man. It really yeah. is.
0: This this is this is like a crazy time of year too for like sports because this is when I really lock in on NBA.
1: Yeah, like after the Super. It's kind
0: of a sad time, like after the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. you get so much build up for like the NFL Ooh, and like all yeah. this shit. Yeah. And then it's the Super Bowl, and then it's just it's just like a sad time, you know what I'm saying? Like
1: I do, I do. It has like right a before, December 26th feel. Yeah, it's no yeah. baseball.
0: Baseball is about to kick up in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the games will start, but it's just only NBA right now. I mean, the it, the All Star games this weekend that'll be fun and entertaining. But man, I need some fucking something to like keep me entertained right now. So it's it's turning to the NBA. Got my Durant jersey on order, baby.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Is that where we want to start? There's so much to dive into here. Death
1: Valley, baby. I'm locked Uh, in. Oh, man. Well, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, there's a lot that C and I have to get to. We got to get to pitchers and catchers reporting, the Montas injury, (laughs) and Nassar injury. The Montas
0: injury? I haven't seen that yet. What's this about?
1: He's having shoulder surgery. Ooh. So deep. I guess we can hit that since I just mentioned. Then we'll, then we'll get it to the – we haven't talked Durant trade stuff yet, so we'll do that. We'll do the so, Super Bowl. But since you just asked, let's do the what, – What's Montez's injury?
0: What, what, what the shoulder the, is just
1: – It's the sh- – I don't know if there's an actual tear in there. Let me see what the a- actual details are. But like, remember, it's the same – here's the thing I don't get, see, and maybe you can give me some color on this, okay? But he gets hurt last year with the shoulder, right? He – is then he he basically you know he misses a huge chunk of time after he's traded for. Obviously, he was very ineffective after he was traded for. Misses a huge chunk of time. Then he apparently is better. Right, he's available. You know, at the end of the year, and uh, but you know doesn't doesn't really get used. It, it, yada yada. We go to the off season. We're a few months into the off season, and we get the news that oh, mm-hmm. Montas has a uh, shoulder issue and he's going to be out the first month of the season. I remember David Cohn immediately like raised, you know, he raised the red flag with him because he was like, well, hold on a second. Like it's, it's December. You already know that he's going to miss a month of the season. Like, why? oh, this is, you know? oh, so
0: he, so this came out December that he was going to be hurt,
1: that he was going to be hurt. Now today it comes out that he needs surgery. So that's what's confusing to me, see, is the timeline. How do we go from guy has a shoulder issue at the end of last year, nothing happens with it. We go a couple months into the offseason. Now it's said guy is going to miss the first month of the season. We go a couple more months. Now it's guy has has surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like how how does that happen? And maybe you can actually give us some insight because obviously my initial reaction is like, this should have been figured out and he should have had surgery in October. Why is he having surgery in February? Like, Yeah, that,
0: I mean, you know? But, that's, but a, crazy that that's right? a crazy timeline. That's a crazy timeline. And and to be honest, I can't give you any insight into that because I don't know how that happened. You know what I'm saying? Um, if, if he had the shoulder, like you said, if he had the shoulder problem in October and that's what kept him out, then you would think that they would get that figured out by December, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when they did... You know they they said that he was gonna miss a month. I didn't. I mean, I missed all of this news. I had no idea he was coming into camp hurt. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. Uh, just that they, you know, that that it wasn't figured all out this off season. Like you had ample time to figure this out and get him rehabbing, where at least he could have maybe been back with an all star break. Now they saying he's he's gonna be late late, eight, uh, late August, right?
1: Yeah, and, and so, yeah, the, the it's that he he will miss most or all of the season, you know, and he's having a – it's a scope, you know, so – Yeah, but uh, shoulders
0: are hard to come back from, man, you know what I'm saying, especially during the season, like – Did you ever trying, have a shoulder
1: surgery? I had that, it. When at, you played? At
0: the, at, no, not when I played, but I, I, no way I could have came back from that shit after, I, you know, when I had yeah. it, when I was – when I retired, that was the worst fucking pain in rehab ever, man, so – you know, I'm praying for his speedy recovery and all of that, but it's going to take him a while to get to get right from that.
1: Yeah, that's – you know, I haven't seen any of the verbiage on like, oh, he has a torn labrum or something like that. I haven't seen any of that, but just that he needs a scope done. What Aaron Boone said today was he was building back up and still wasn't quite right. So now they've gotten to the point where they got to go in and fix it. They'll scope it, and then they'll have a better idea of the time frame. So my guess is they were saying like maybe there wasn't anything too glaring on the imaging – he was it's trying just, to work back from it. Yeah, and then, like, just couldn't quite get right, and it's like, okay, we're going to have to do something. The tough but thing that, with that is... That makes you,
0: you even more nervous, too, because then now it's an exploratory surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't know... We don't know if that yeah. if it is what it is, but if there's no definitive tear or they don't have anything that they can see on the MRI, now you're just going in there to see. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. th- I mean, who knows what the timeline is when we get back?
1: Right. In my mind... He and I believe this is the last year of his deal, right? I think he only had one more deal, one yeah, more year. A, yeah. yeah. In in my mind, he's he's done. You know, we, we that's just a trade that didn't work. Like I, I, if you think, I mean, obviously last year he was hurt and ineffective when he was healthy, probably because he was hurt, <laughs> and and then this year, I to to think that a guy coming off shoulder surgery. Who maybe has a shot at coming back sometime in August or September is going to come back and be effective and play a meaningful role. To me, that's wishful thinking. If it happens, wonderful, but you can't in any way pencil in in your mind Frankie Montas to be a part of the equation now this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just, like I said, you just don't know. We don't know the injury, we don't know what the surgery is going to be, and we don't know the rehab recovery. So, I mean, the season's starting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're we're here now, so uh, yeah. It just kind of sucks, man. I, I'm trying to think who is going to step up and fill that that role. You know what I'm saying? Like who is who's the guy that steps Domingo? in now? Maybe Hermann. Hermann. Yeah, Hermann can step Hermann in. Hermann
1: or Schmidt. You know, yeah, all those yeah. Schmidt, that opens the door the for Clark Last year, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So yeah. you have
0: options, but it just sucks that you you know, like right away, first day in camp, you know, and. The thing that we need is health and and you know, it seems like that's already biting us in the ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny to me, man? Like people still at times worry about, well, how are all these guys gonna fit? Like at different times. And I'm just like, it works out. Like, please have it too always many. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please have too many arms that you wanna start. Please have too many position players you want to get at bats. Please have those those problems because inevitably someone's going to get hurt, you know, or someone's going to be ineffective or it just works out. Um The funny thing is see, like I really liked the way Montas had been positioned for this year because yeah. there wasn't going to be pressure. You know, you were looking at the rotation. You're like, Holy crap. You got four. You got an, as good a top four as anybody in baseball. You know, when you talk about Cole Severino, the way he ended the year, um, uh, Rodon or Rondon? We got to really figure out how to R- say his name properly. Rondon, and, Rondon, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then Nestor, you know, who was you know just sensational last year. So, I, I felt I feel as good about those four as anybody in baseball. So I liked that for Montas, you know, because I was like, yeah. oh, he, he's gonna have no pressure here whatsoever.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, but now thinking about. You know, Domingo or, or Clark Schmidt stepping into that role, it's the same for them now, too. You know, yeah. if you can get Clark yeah. Schmidt rolling, you know, he don't really have any pressure to go out and, you know, to go out and, you know, save games or save series or anything like that, I think he may be able to go, to roll out and give you some, some good innings um, under those circumstances, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and, and there is something, like, I mean, clearly he has good stuff. I mean, we saw it. I mean, I know he struggled in the, the postseason appearance that he made, but... Clearly, Schmidt has the kind of stuff you want to see more of, right? Yeah, so, and,
0: and he's got starting pitcher stuff. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like he's got yeah. stuff to be a starter. So, yeah, you know this he, this may work out in 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 his and our favor. I know. It's you just it's just crazy now because now it makes me like we should have traded for Luis
1: Castillo. I know, man. I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think last <laughs> year could have been different, and obviously moving forward could have been different. Castillo is like. You know, the whole he's him stuff like, yeah, that's a guy he's, who he's, he's, him. he's him. Yeah. You just yes. watch him and you're like, yeah, that's that's a winner. Like, yep. that's a guy I like. Um, And and look, I mean, we we saw it in his we saw it in his playoff start. We saw it in down the stretch of the regular season. We saw it against the Yankees multiple times in two different ben, uniforms. And, and he
0: signed a, a contract extension. for it, You know, it was a hundred hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah. No, I would have loved What's to get the him. I, yeah. The only thing I'll say, though, is if he was going to cost Volpe, if that was the only way you were going to get Castillo, I don't know yet how I feel about that. Because if Volpe turns into an everyday you know, shortstop or second baseman who's a perennial all-star, then I'm going to be okay with not making that trade. And I, that's not a popular way to give a take on a deal that does or doesn't happen, but it's go. What it does is it's going to put even more of a magnifying glass on what Volpe becomes.
0: It, it sucks. That sucks for him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It sucks yeah. for Volpe because now all these fans are like tying Luis Castillo to his success or whatever to whatever Volpe's going to be. So like we just put more pressure on these prospects, which which sucks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, if it's hard. It's hard to play in the Bronx, guys. And it's even it harder. Is. It's even harder to play when you have this these fucking expectations on you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. you're a young player, it's 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 gonna be tough for him. I, I think just because of all of that shit, he's got to sledge through to yeah. get to actually fucking playing. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. See, I, I couldn't agree more. I I think that it's a that's a great illustration of just how difficult it is to be a young up and coming player here because in in a lot of markets you're not being looked at as you know, the guy who we You're not being compared to an all-star
0: a... major league player. Yeah. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's coming up with no big league experience, and he's being com- compared to a, an all-star, like a, a yeah. guy that, that's a difference maker in the big leagues. And, like, you, you, it sucks that you have to come up with that, but that pressure. I mean, we all come up and think, you know, yeah, we want to make it to the all-star game. We want to be great and all of that stuff. But to have that put on you in yeah. the Bronx playing shortstops, I mean, that's that's that's
1: fucked up, yeah, yeah, because in a lot of other places, see you're just saying, like, hey, I can't wait to see Anthony Volpe here. I can't wait to watch him develop. There's not the same pressure to win right now. And by the way, there wasn't a trade that wasn't made last year that could have been a piece to make the team a championship contender. You know, I mean, obviously the offense is what failed the Yankees ultimately, but um you're right. it's a, that's those are difficult circumstances. However, if he does answer the bell, it makes you feel even better about the makeup of Volpe, which one thing, and you may have better insight into this than me, see, but one thing that we've, I've heard universally across the board from multiple parties, whether it's people inside the Yankees organization at the minor league level on the agent side of things, you hear across the board that Anthony Volpe has like top, top, top caliber makeup.
0: Yeah, for sure. You do hear that. And, and, I mean, you heard that about Aaron Judge, and and obviously I knew that about Judgey, but I'm just gonna go back to Judge didn't have that type of expectations coming up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't we didn't think Aaron Judge was gonna be this Aaron Judge. Nobody yeah. fucking knew that Judgey was gonna be this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, and he came up just, at a time
1: that was like a softer spot in yeah, the Yankees, he came like, up with like the, regrouping, with ba-
0: retooling. It, the baby was the baby bombers. They called them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they all got a chance to come up together. Volpe's coming up to a team that has expectations to win the, the World Series and they want him to play shortstop every day on that team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, Jeremy Pena ended up being the, the, the World Series MVP, but did we come into the season thinking, hey, this guy needs to place, replace Carlos Correa? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, it was no, all these other players around with the Astros will replace Carlos Correa. All we need you to do is just come up and catch the ball. Mm-hmm. This guy ends up coming up and being a superstar but it wasn't all of that expectation from day one, right? And, and that's that's what makes it hard.
1: Yeah, because you actually, I think you need whoever's going to play shortstop every day, whether it's Peraza or Volpe. Um, I mean, I, it could be kind of it Falefa could be too. IKF, yeah, yeah, it could, it could be, be IKF. IKF. But you're going to need them to be a contributor offensively. That's the difference. Like it's especially with the uncertainty of left field. Um, I think you're really going to need offensive production from shortstop, uh, and. I will say as a fan, even though I think that there's a chance we're gonna look back and say, whoa, like the Yankees did need to add another bat and they didn't, as a fan, there is a part of me that's really excited to see Volpe, Peraza get an extended run. Like, okay, how can these guys influence this team on a daily basis, you know, and and contribute at this time? And and I do wonder if they might be able to live up to those expectations, even fitting into a team that has chance, championship aspirations. Yeah, for sure. For
0: sure. It, it, I mean, this is the first time in a long time where, like, you know, we're we're looking at a prospect like, you know, we're yeah. waiting for this guy to blossom. You know, we never we never get a chance to do that. So, no, I mean, I think it, it, it could be a fun summer for us.
1: And I think the Yankees tend to, like, keep guys down – longer if you will like they they get that like last half season in the minors like cashman always talks about like finishing off their you know their their progress their development finishing off their development but i like i'm excited at the idea of like maybe someone coming up before that finishing off process you know like let's get a look before they get those last you know 250 at-bats in and the you, minor I leagues.
0: mean, You see, it works out. Look at Mike Harris. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they didn't plan yeah. on for him to come up. You know, he was supposed to finish his develop, development out in AAA last year. And, you know, they got into a bind, called him up and the kid ended up getting them, you know, to the division championship. So
1: let the kids play cuz. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about <laughs> it. Um, see, how would you feel like world baseball classic? I, I have to admit. And, you know, when we talked to DeRosa about it, who's going to be the U S manager and, like, I loved it. Um, he His passion and spirit about it is amazing. I think that um, as a product to watch, the energy, the intensity, the investment from the players when they're in it, the actual animation of the players, it's really, really fun. It's an entertaining product. But as a fan whose number one priority is, you know, my major league team winning baseball games, I don't mind my guys not going, you know? So, like... I'd rather Nestor's hamstring be okay, but when I hear okay he's not going, I'm like, all right, well, less tread on his arm, right? How would how kind of see how do you look at that and like the desire to want to play in this tournament, but it's at the beginning of the year. Maybe guys aren't quite ready. Like, would you want guys going if you're trying to win a World Series? Like, how, how do you kind of assess all that?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think when this when this tournament first started, I think you know it was at a time where it's 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 a tough time for guys to get ready. You know what I'm saying? When they first started doing it, you know, we used spring training to get our arms ready and to get, you know, in shape and all these different things. I think now these kids have been throwing bullpens since, you know, December, early December and January and all these different things. So, a lot of these guys are ready. You know what I'm saying? They get ready and they stay ready early. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, they get excited to play in this tournament and I think they can handle it now. You know what I'm saying? Just because of, the evolution of how guys work out in the off season and, and taking care of their bodies and, you know, making sure that they're always ready. I mean, a lot of these guys pitching, um, winter ball now, even after the season. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm excited for the world baseball classic. I think it's going to be huge, especially coming off the heels of the world cup and having it being a global event. You know what I mean? You have you got two, um, groups, you know, in one in, in Taiwan and one in Japan. And then, You know, you got the the group down in Miami, the international group. So, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And watching the way it played out in 2017 was insane. You know what I'm saying? Just the DR and U.S. game and the Puerto Rico and U.S. game. So, I'm super excited for how this thing is going to play out. And and I think fans are too. So, having it on Fox, the big Fox, I think is going to be big for baseball. And, you know, I I think it's a good event. And and, uh, coming off, you know, we didn't have it. It's been five years now. So... Um, you know, it's a whole different crop and generation of players playing in this thing, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it too, see. I think um first of all, I don't know if you feel this way, there is something that I just get like excited about when I see guys report to spring training and I just see guys like having a catch and I see the green grass and the ball being thrown around, the BP, like there is something about it that feels hopeful. It feels like, "Oh, we're almost through." You know, the, the dire days of winter. And so, like, even today, just seeing Yankees reporting for pitchers and catchers, I'm like, this is awesome, you know? And to get some competitive games because of the World Baseball Classic, I think just kind of further sort of, um, you know, emboldens those positive feelings that you have as It just gets baseball
0: in. season started a little earlier. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, those games would be big. That final is going to be big. I'm going out for the first round in Japan. Are you um, really? To watch, yeah. I'm gonna go watch the first round in Japan and i am and I'll be in Miami for the final. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for this.
1: Dude. What, how, when are you going to rest? You better get some sleep the rest of That's, this week, man.
0: The the rest of this day is, is when I can rest.
1: <laughs> right. Because you, when are you flying, when are you going away this weekend? You're going Thursday or Friday? leave really Friday. Really yeah, Friday. man. Come on, man. Yeah. You need to, you, you gotta, I gotta, I gotta bounce back, bro. Yeah, man. You gotta bounce back. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, all right, see, we've made it to the portion of the program where we have to discuss the departed stars from, oh, man. from my beloved Barclays Center. Um, uh, first of all, I would like to say that we did not air this in last week's episode, but when we hopped on the Zoom, you said, "I, I was," we were talking about the Kyrie trade. It just I tried down, to tell you. And you guys. said, hey, man, KD's out of here. <laughs> and I said... I said, "Well, you know, let's see. Like, I was like, "Wait, are you telling me he's out of here or you say I'm, you think he's out of here?" And you were yo, like, "I'm telling you he's out of here."
0: You should know me by now though, cuz if I if I'm saying shit like that, like I know. You sh- you should know that I'm I'm pretty locked in on what's going on.
1: Yeah. I know. And so
0: I was I was trying to tell you.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. You know. I didn't I knew. want to, I didn't want you to be right, but you know I knew, it's funny too, when you said, all along I was thinking like, oh, like, KD has been very publicly complimentary of Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, I actually think this Nets team will be awesome (laughs) with KD surrounded by 3 and D guys. Like, Spencer's skill set actually fit for what they needed because he puts pressure on the rim. Like, I I still think that team could have contended, even though he didn't have a second star anymore when Kyrie left. But um, once you said that, I was like oh, okay, now I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the thing is, is that that team that they had before Kyrie Departed was going to contend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the team was going to contend. And I think from, I don't know, like, I haven't talked to KD, I ain't talked to Rich, but, I like, he loves the hoop, cuz. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, KD is a hooper. He loves to play basketball. And I think he just was, he's tired of wasting his prime years Hooping when it, it don't, for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the last three years, he's just been hooping for nothing. And mm. he wants to hoop for a purpose, man. And, and that, I mean, kind of is what it is. So I, I, seen the, I seen the writing on the wall. Like, once Kyrie was out of there and I knew he was frustrated with everything in the organization and all that, I was like, yeah, he's out. He's going to Phoenix.
1: The funny thing is, is like, I I, I do think there's a, an incredible lack of accountability sometimes From the star player who doesn't like look around and say, I am these circumstances, I may want to leave, but let me also say, like, I am part of the reason for these circumstances. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in the case of KD, he tethered himself to Kyrie. Like, that was a him decision. That was a bad decision. Now, Kyrie is an, an incredibly talented, like, to me, he's one of the most sensational athletes to actually watch on their field or their court. in in the history of sports. Broadcasting games, I feel more excited and exhilarated watching Kyrie Irving with a basketball in his hands, courtside, than almost anything I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. But you also have to understand the other side of that coin with Kyrie, which is a lack of reliability, a lack of availability. Somebody who, yes, puts in incredible work to his craft, but does not fit into the team structure the same way that, guys usually do when it comes to an entity like the NBA, right? And that guys often have to when it comes to a championship mission. And so for KD, someone who just wants to hoop, who wants to ball, like he attached himself to a dude who is not reliable to do just that. Yeah, and, and eventually and, it bit him in the end.
0: And and um, by him attaching himself to, to, to Kyrie, Kyrie always felt like, it, like the Nets was his team, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When obviously yeah. the talent is telling you that the Nets is K Ky- is KD's team, right? You know what I'm right. saying? So it was always KD walking into Kyrie's situation. Yeah. So this was so this was always Kyrie's situation, and in, in Kyrie's mind, that was his squad. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. we could all look and see him and tell whose team that is by the, yes. by the pecking order of the talent. You know what I'm saying? So I always thought that that was a problem too. Like, if I thought that, you know, it, KD's wrong and the star player, you know, being wrong in, in his part in this was him tying himself and not making it clear that, like, wherever I go, this is my fucking team because I'm the best player on the fucking planet.
1: Yes. Yes. And in so the end, I- in, in, in yeah I and you know what you're right too in just the sense of like as has been widely reported it was Kyrie reportedly who pushed for Brooklyn being the destination for those two right so I'm sure there was always that sort of subtext of like wait I'm here in this place because of you like you're not here like this like this isn't what I would have just chosen on my own now maybe it would have been but like it, it's been widely reported that it 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 wouldn't necessarily have been so I I think that like it's interesting because a lot of people talk about like oh you know the the culture of the decisions are like James Harden's been napalming the nets publicly but like I'm pretty sure like if you listen to what James Harden's saying like he's talking about Kyrie just doesn't want to talk about him and single him out you know like the if you want there are things that the nets like definitely did wrong could have done differently in all of this like i i do wonder if they questioned the decision to hire steve nash that was not the right coach for this group yeah. um and uh and and some other you know some other th- missteps along the way maybe being too deferential to the stars at times not having enough structure <laughs> but at the end of the day i still believe this it, it's funny cuz people talk about like oh what a disaster it was that of course ends up being true but the funny thing is, if Harden and Kyrie don't get hurt, that team wins the championship in 21. Even yeah, if just sure. one of them stays healthy, right? That yeah. team wins the championship. And then, I still believe this, and Zach Lowe's talked about it as well, if Kyrie gets vaccinated, I don't think any of this ends up happening. Because those three then come back together together. They're driven by the way the year before failed. They are by far and away the championship favorites, and they're all going forward on the same mission. Because Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated, which, look, as it turns out, I think obviously Kyrie has a really strong case for the mandates not being the right thing to do, right? Like, But he wasn't willing to take that step that the other guys were. Harden's looking around saying, like, hold on a second. Like, this is who I came here to play with. Now I got to worry about this guy. Like not being here, like, then KD gets hurt, Harden's left with Kyrie only in road games, not there the other days, and he's like, this is a joke, this isn't a real NBA championship situation, and get me out of here, Um, but if Kyrie gets vaccinated, and he's there, and all three of them are playing, like, does it ever break down the way it broke down I think it probably doesn't man
0: I, I don't think so maybe I mean maybe they get into some argument or something you know what I'm saying that's the yeah. only way I can see it breaking down but I don't I mean I think you're right I think if you know and and if KD's foot's not on the line they still might have a chance to win in 21 yeah you know what I'm saying they still might without, yeah. without Harden in, in, in uh in, in Kyrie so it's crazy man you know what's crazy is that for the Nets, man, they they probably going to go down as, like, in this ownership group, like, Joe Sided. Like, it's, like, one of the biggest failures in sports history, right? But okay. I don't feel like it's really their, like. I agree, they, but it doesn't feel tried, like their fault, right? Yeah. They tried everything,
1: I know. I like, I know. I what
0: know. you want us to do? I know. But, but <laughs> because they leveraged everything for the big three that they had when they had Garnett and Paul Pierce and all of that shit, and then yeah. they got back from it and like built the culture up where it was so good. yeah. And then they traded away Karis Laverne, Jared Allen, and leveraged everything again, which everybody was happy about, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But then the shit blew up in your face again, <laughs> like it's it's just fucked up, it's just a fucked up like last seven, eight years for them, man. And like now they back in the same spot they were before, With like they gotta build the culture back up again and attract some more superstars, which it's not easy to do. That's fucking hard, man. It sucks. Like, yeah. It, I mean, ah, uh, even yeah. like firing the coach and I, like yeah. they should have kept the coach from you know what I mean, Kenny Atkinson. They should have kept Kenny Atkinson, cause like,
1: right. oh, and they should have never look. I love DeAndre Jordan. He's a wonderful guy. They should have never signed him with KD and Kyrie, but they were doing that as part of the you know, deal to get those guys. But they had a young Jared Allen who was blossoming. They had a drafted Nick Claxton. Like, it just, like, there were. They threw it away, cuz. Yeah, it was. Which
0: was understandable because you were getting KD and Kyrie. Yeah. But gosh, dog, man. Yeah, when it, it's a, when it don't work out. Now you look you look like the worst franchise in sports history.
1: I, and it's funny cuz like I feel I don't know and we, this would be an interesting conversation to have with an NBA superstar at some point. Like I don't know what the balance is between like hey, like this is the kind of thing you have to allow for an NBA superstar and like hey, like I don't care who it is, you don't do this. Because like for me, like yeah, I don't care who it is, you're not dictating who my starting center is. Like, you know what I mean? Like but like, hey, can you have an extra guy on the plane, or can you have your own trainer there? like that? I'm fine with. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that. That. Or can like you sign this guy, guy
0: to? Can you sign this guy to sit on the bench and hang out with us? Yeah, yeah, but he yeah. He don't need to be fucking starting.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he doesn't need ten million a year. You know, like no. it, yeah, like that kind of thing is interesting to me. So did they give too much? Sacrifice the culture? Allow too much behind the scenes? Then try and pull it back. And have the guys say, like, wait a second, like, we came here because we thought we were getting X, Y, and Z. Now, you know what I mean? And so that's where you can say, hey, without knowing all the specifics, the Nets deserve some culpability. The Nash thing. Then I think the other thing where you could say they they definitely messed up at this point is the Harden, the Harden trade. Not trading for him, although you can question how much they gave up, but trading him trading to Philly. To, trading tra- him to Philly. Tra- because you traded him to Philly, which you know, was his desired destination. But if you were going to trade Harden, you know, there's no reason you send him only to his desired destination. Plus, you had no idea, but maybe you should have had a better idea, that Ben Simmons, getting him back, was getting back a seriously damaged asset. You know, you're not getting back three-time All-Star Ben Simmons. You're getting back a guy right now who you're just like hoping... You can find a way to, you know, turn him into something useful, something maybe approximating what he used to be. But I I gotta say one thing, see. I hear a lot of things about like, oh, playing time, how's Ben coming off the bench versus starting? Ben Simmons just needs to play hard before mm-hmm. he can worry about playing time or starting or coming off the bench. Like, I'm not seeing a dude step on the floor who's desperate. To prove that he's still Ben Simmons, I, I I see a guy out there getting cardio at times, and like what's weird to me is earlier in the year he went through like an eight to ten game stretch where he looked like he was becoming Ben Simmons again, like the the All Star, mm-hmm. and that's why I feel still encouraged that it's still in there because like there was that great game in Portland that kind of. Like help jump started. Then he had eight games and then he got hurt again. And you wonder if then it got in his head of like, I don't want to be in contact as much because I got hurt again. I don't mm-hmm. know, but he he had this flash where it looked like he could be that dude again, where he was all over the floor. He was aggressive to the rim. He's defending like crazy. And, you know, that lasted a, a few weeks. And since he's come back and he's gotten hurt a little bit on and off since, he just like I mean, against the Knicks the other night. I don't know what that was, but it wasn't a guy who was desperate to prove that he can be the dude that he was before. Yeah, man. That sucks, man. You know what I'm I saying?
0: Know. Yeah. It, but but that stems from trading Harden to Philly. And you got to play this guy. He's in your division. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: Right. Right. like. That's the that so I would say if you were gonna say, hey, what were the missteps that the Nets were most culpable for? You'd say like hiring Nash, because clearly he just wasn't the right fit for these guys, right? Um, and then uh trading Harden for as little as you did. Because really what's become is Ben right now, and maybe this changes. I'm always open to narratives changing, but Ben right now is an onerous contract. That's what Ben Simmons is right now. And uh and then, you know, you didn't you know, you got Andre Drummond, who was with you half a season, you got Seth Curry, who's a free agent at the end of this year. And you got a couple picks, you know, that's it. Yeah. Like really, what you if you're trading Harden, it should have been for a lot more than that. Um, Absolutely. If, if Ben was going to be this. But, you know, and the KD thing, man, I think here's where I give the Nets credit. With their hands tied with the Kyrie and KD situation, I actually think they got a pretty great return. Now, you're never going to get equal value to those guys. They're singular talents, right? Especially KD. But they've set themselves up, actually, to be able to rebuild pretty nicely. And when the next disgruntled star wants out from somewhere... The Nets are going to be able to offer a package that's as good as any package anybody can offer because they have young, talented wings, and they have a million picks now, including very attractive ones down the road from the Suns, from the Mavericks, from the Sixers. Um, but you know the timetable; it doesn't totally reset. But obviously, you're not a championship contender now until you get that guy.
0: Yeah, no, I'm out of there. I, I I got my Phoenix jersey on order, cause Death Valley. I'm out of there. You <laughs> so know I roll with, with the winners.
1: What happens when the Suns play the Warriors, see?
0: I'm to wear my Phoenix shit. Really? Yeah, the Warriors been sucking this year, bro. And especially if they on the road. They can't win on the road, so are you gonna I'm win a,
1: another title this year, your fandom I'm, You're gonna stay I'm on the D and June?
0: I, I think I'm gonna have another parade in June, cuz <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! It's unbelievable, man. So hold on a second. Let's say so. so
0: at this point, bro, like my like Melo, he was like, at this point, you just a KD fan. Like you just you yeah. just go where he goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I I'll, I'll accept that. It is what it is.
1: Wait, you go where he goes as long as they're winning. Last year, yeah, you were I'm pretty off going, the Nets bandwagon. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm on, I only roll with winners, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm only rolling. So as long as KD keeps winning, we'll keep rolling together.
1: All right, so let's say Suns-Warriors, second round. They go to a game seven. Who are you rooting for in that game seven?
0: I, I can't lose, bro. I'm good <laughs> Whoever either wins way, that game, you I'm root for them the rest way. of the way. <laughs> I'm good either way. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: I know you are, man. Oh, my gosh. You know, I the thing is, like, Mikel Bridges, I'm glad that <laughs> the Nets hung yeah. on to him, didn't deal him for the four first-rounders to Memphis. He's a really good player. I think he'll probably end up being an all-star. I think he yeah. has that trajectory. Uh, Cam Johnson, I like a lot too. He's a restricted free agent. You're going to need to sign him. Those picks, I think, are probably going to end up really good picks. It's just like the ones that are going to hit biggest are probably like 2027, 2029. You know? yeah. So are you waiting for that or are you using I mean, them they waited, to deal they waited for that someone? whole
0: They waited that whole time before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They waited for the right moment. So if they... If I mean they did it right, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they yeah. did it right. It just didn't work out. So they yeah. know how they know the blueprint. So you got to wait 4 you. or 5 years, you know what right. I'm saying it is what it is.
1: I think they're well positioned to kind of retool around their talented wings and Claxton and get a guy in there and be a really good contending team or to say it's not out there, we're going to, you know, build it up later. It just it extends the timeline. All things considered, I think they did really well. And that is kind of been the consensus amongst those scrutinizing the deals. It's just there is no, there's no substitute for KD except <laughs> for the next, you know, top twenty-five all-time NBA player. And there is no
0: substitute for KD. In, I mean, exactly. unless this
1: guy from France turns into being what he's supposed right. to be. Right. Exactly. Um, and the Suns, man, are they the favorites in the West now?
0: I mean, I think healthy. They, I mean. The Denver's really good, bro. I know, like, but if Denver's but if Denver really, plays, really good, so we just I gotta agree. see this squad together. You know what I'm saying? But just looking at it though, with book, with book and KD, yeah. I if, mean, and in, bro,
1: if if Denver has all their guys healthy, and KD and the Suns have all their guys healthy, and they meet in the conference finals, now, granted, you're gonna have a lot more visual oh, evidence man. to know what it looks like. But at yeah. this moment, who are you picking in that? Situation? At this moment man uh, you know why I, I
0: have to pick Denver because i i've seen them play you know what i'm okay. saying we don't okay. we haven't seen what the suns are going to be like we don't know what they're yep. going to be defensively we don't know none of that so like just right now because i know the nuggets are fucking really good yeah i'm am gonna say the nuggets but in 3 weeks when KD in 2 weeks when KD come back and he starts playing who knows you know what yeah, i'm saying i think he's coming under. back after the break yeah i
1: might feel differently but
0: Right now, I love Denver, man. I think they're really good.
1: We also had a Super Bowl. Did you stay for the game or you came back after? No, I got to watch Super back Bowl before. on the
0: couch, bro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you have a good time out there, though?
0: Super Bowl was fun. It was yeah. good. It was uh, Arizona a, is, is a decent host for the Super Bowl. I think my favorite. We talked about this though. The favorite place to, to go to the Super Bowl is New Orleans.
1: It's the best Super Bowl city.
0: It's the best Super Bowl city because you can walk everywhere. Like everything was twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there. But it was fun though. We had we had a good time. Played some golf. Played Silverleaf a couple days. Eastside Golf had a big event. Um, Justin Tuck and Goldman Sachs had a big event on Friday. Went to waste management on Saturday, which was fucking bananas. Yeah, it was, was it amazing? crazy, bro. Really? Crazy, crazy. <laughs> Um, had some good performances. Saw Drake perform. Yeah, Travis Scott perform a couple nights. Um, G-Eazy. so it was good, man. It was fun. Um, yeah, looking forward to next year. It's in Vegas.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Super Bowls in Vegas.
0: Vegas. Super Bowls in Vegas. Then New Orleans. So the next, I'll be at the next two Super Bowls.
1: Nice, man. Those are great yeah. cities. Actually, did yeah. you have? Did you have a big problem with the penalty call?
0: I did. I hated that that the game ended like that. You know what I'm saying? It was such a great game. It was a hold, yeah. but that flag just came out so fucking late, man. you hate to see the game kind of end like that. But, I mean, it was a great fucking game. We knew we were going to get a good game. Two great teams, but I just hate to see it end like that.
1: People were focusing on <laughs> the the part of the play where he's kind of like, you know, holding on to him a little bit, like whatever at towards like the end when he's trying to break no, on at, his at roof, he, held the he grabs out. his Jersey, right? Like that's yeah. where, like, it is a very like clear hold when he grabs the Jersey, like, and the only thing I can say is as much as, well, like two things can be true, right? Or three things in this case, one, it does suck that such an incredible game, like an incredible game ended in such an anticlimactic way. That sucks. That is true. It is also true that like you hate a game like that being decided on a penalty like that. And it is also true that it was a penalty. And the one thing I think is, see, if they hadn't called it, right? And we had seen the replay of him tugging the jersey and they don't call it. And Chiefs kick a field goal. And then Philly goes down and scores a touchdown. Are we then saying on the opposite? Oh, you you missed that hold.
0: I don't think so because uh, that ball was, like, way overthrown. Like, Juju wasn't catching that ball anyway.
1: Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, true. It, true. it
0: wasn't – like, th- that's the only reason I was pissed off is because, like, Juju wasn't catching that ball anyway. He Even yeah. if he burnt him on yeah. the first turn when he grabbed him, yeah. he still wasn't going to catch that ball because Mahomes overthrew
1: him. Yeah. No, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong about that. It, it, was, it was one of those things where I felt so good about the entire game and then that happened and I was like – Uh, That game was so fucking good, bro. Yeah, it was. It was such a good game, man.
0: And Yeah, it was one of the better Super Bowls that we've had in in a long time.
1: I know. It really was. It was such a good game. It was amazing. Both quarterbacks were great, too.
0: Oh, my God. Jalen Hurts, fucking four touchdowns, guys. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes is now, you know, he's on his way to being the GOAT.
1: Two Super Bowls already. How about Andy Reid, too, man? Remember oh, when Everyone, everyone thought, like, oh, he couldn't win the big game, yada, Love yada. it. Now, now he's got two. this guy's won two Super Bowls. Like, Love it. How Love great it. is Love that, it. man? Like, Love I'm so it. happy for him that he's done this. So happy and You know for what's him. crazy is that the
0: Eagles will be good next year. Like, the Eagles are go- like, Yeah. They're, they're built up really good. They got a lot of picks. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is good. Like, that team would be really good, so –
1: Hey, mm-hmm. one more thing on just the the, the NBA trade stuff because we didn't mention the Kyrie aspect of it and it you know it's since passed. But one thing that like I keep hearing people say, like, hey, you know, I don't want to mess with a guy's money, I don't want to mess with his bag, let him go get it. Can we just all say that like this didn't get Kyrie paid? Like, people are acting like he asked for a trade in the middle of a season on a contending team because he had a pot of gold sitting over here. And the contending team wasn't willing to pay it. He's not getting paid. Like he's he's going to go the same place he would have gone if he had played out the rest of the year. And that's unrestricted free agency. Like that's where he was heading. So the, when people are like, "Hey, you know, like, you know, ah, uh, like, I, you know, I don't, I, you know, I'm, there's things I didn't like about what Kyrie did, but you don't want to mess with the guy's money." Okay, I get it. If he was getting paid and i've heard this a lot from former athletes who who have been you know reluctant to criticize kyrie but can we just like get very clear like kyrie wasn't isn't getting paid from this he is going to be a free agent the same way he would have been and in <laughs> fact you could argue there like this is going to hurt his money like you could just as equally argue it's going to hurt his money as help his money um i don't get that and and it also makes me laugh that like Kyrie's quotes are like, yeah, no, you know, we're just going to figure that out in the offseason. It's not a worry right now. It's not a concern. Oh, it's not because it was just a big enough worry for you that you decided to force your way out of a contending situation. (laughs) Not, You know, I mean, he always talks out of both sides of his mouth. That's like his his words are hot air. We know this, but like I was just like amazed.
0: What was funny to me was when he was like, yeah, after the KD trade, he goes, yeah, I look forward to seeing him more. I'm like, he was just in the same club locker room as you. (laughs) How much more do you want to see him now that he's oh. in Phoenix? What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: <guys>? <laughs> also, see, he also had he had the comment about like, oh no, like, you know, this was kind of in the works after year one. Oh, oh, it was? Because a week ago, if the Nets would have said, yes, here's your four year extension, you were gonna stay. So oh, man, what are funny. we talking about, man? He's <laughs> look, like, he's like I like I I said before, he's a human beings are complicated. Kyrie Irving does some wonderful, wonderful humanitarian and charitable things that absolutely should always get acknowledged when you talk about, you know, the full scope of who he is and his character. And it. but, like, let's be very clear: the word salad that comes out of that man's mouth, a lot of times the dots do not connect. And this is one where the dots do not connect. It's. I think he was just insulted by what the Nets offered, and wanted out. And that was that. Like in and this wasn't necessarily a good business decision. This was this was a reaction to being insulted and being told like, hey, if you're gonna stay here, here are the stipulations. And he didn't want those stipulations. But I got news for you. I don't I, I don't see him getting a five year full max anywhere at the end of this year. So the idea of like, oh, he left for the bag, like now maybe maybe he he will end up getting that, but I I don't think him going or staying, um, would have affected that. If he would have helped the Nets go to the conference finals or finals, I think he would have been just as likely to get that five year full max. If he if I it's going to be th- out there,
0: I think if he's going, I think if he does, does it in Dallas is the same. If he yeah. takes them deep into the playoffs, he still get he still get his max.
1: You think do you think Dallas ends up offering a full max if he takes them deep in the playoffs? I do. I don't know if any team does, man. There's a, just a, like, in fairness to Kyrie, though, man, I will say this, in fairness to Kyrie, one thing he's looking at is he's saying, like, he's not saying it this way, but I can imagine him. He's saying, like, people are holding (laughs) against me, or he could be thinking, people are holding against me that I've missed all these games, but, like, all the games I missed last year weren't my fault. Like thinking, yeah. talking about the mandate and you know, yeah. in fairness to him, he has a point about that, you know, like he that does. really, he it's, it's one, two things are true, right? It's, it's it tends to always be something with him that keeps him out or that makes his availability come into question. But like, if that is the thing, if you're looking at him like, oh, he was so unreliable last year and that's kind of the, you know, the, the central hook of your focus, <laughs> he could be like, yeah, but that really wasn't my fault. And he'd be right about that. He'd be so, right about that. Um. anyway, see, I just figured we got to address the Kyrie part too because I realized we kind of <laughs> skipped over that. Good stuff, man. A lot to get into today.
0: Yes, yes, for sure. Uh,
1: you get some rest. Feel better.
0: Man, I gotta, I got to get like some chicken soup or something, bro. I'm struggling. Yeah.
1: Get some chicken soup. We'll do it again next week. You guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. And uh, see, we'll do it again next week. Big thanks to Jackson stepping in this week. Sadie, Atta, all their work they do for the pod. Follow us on all your social channels. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing always makes a difference. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace, everybody.
0: Peace.